From Chagdagumpa Riggs and Lane, this is Listen, Contemplate, Meditate, a podcast featuring a range of teachings from the Buddhist tradition presented by Lamas of Chagdagumpa Foundation. Our website is chagdagumpa.org. Like when we hear and feel that we can't repay the kindness, when I think of Rinpoche's uh, gift of the Dharma, and my teacher's gift of the Dharma, uh, it has, it's kind of a sweet and bitter uh, feeling. And the really only way to repay the kindness of the guru is to follow the advice of the guru, follow what was given to you, and maintain your samaya, uh, even we if we uh, uh, think of any other way to repay, we can't. We can't do it. The only way we can repay that kindness is by following through on our uh, path, you know, taking our path all the way, every day, every minute. Hook, hook into that path and don't let time slip away. It's really uh, it's, it's a very precious opportunity now and I don't want uh, you don't want to feel regret. That's like a Milarepa, just a Milarepa said, why he was able to accomplish what he did up in the glaciers was because he realized the significance of impermanence and didn't, uh, what is it? He realized the significance of impermanence and didn't want to have shame later when he died. So that was his fear, was to have very much like this uh, confession, you know, to have given, been given so much and not accomplished it as quickly as possible. It's not like there's a later uh, two things, death and dharma. We think later, more. We know we'll die, but we always feel that it'll be later. And we have Dharma practice, but we feel that we'll do better later. I'll I'll just try now, but later I'll really do it. Uh, So Dharma is only doing it. When you don't do Dharma, there's nothing happening. You're just not doing it. The Dharma is only when you do it. And if you can't do it, then make aspirations to be able to do it. You can't practice equanimity 
you feel you're, you're distorted in your view, then don't just leave it at that. Don't accept your inability to practice Dharma. Either practice it or make aspirations to be able to practice it. To pray to the lineage that your obstacles will be removed to practicing the Dharma uh, in the moment. You know, Dharma hap- you know, happens like suddenly, suddenly throughout the day. You suddenly do something crazy, like have a virtuous thought when normally you'd have a negative thought. Suddenly, like attack your your negative habits. And I think if we can get used to, based on whatever understanding we have of karma, if we can get used to always seeing every minute as cause, a cause. We're always making causes that have an effect. Moment to moment. That's why I was emphasizing previously how it's small things. Small, small causes that lead you through the path, lead you on the path of awakening. Big things are things you tend to do later. But it's small moments, two seconds, five seconds, three seconds, just turnings, uh, creating virtue where our habit was to blow it off I don't. I know you, you probably don't think this way, but many people think, "Well, I have all these amazing methods, so uh, tonight I'll purify everything." You know, sort of all in one fell swoop, I'll purify everything I did today, and I can just sort of relax my way through the day. Uh, but I hope that we're, we we're not that kind of practitioner. <coughs> Impermanence should educate you. Impermanence should uh, motivate you. Impermanence should make you have a more natural affinity for virtue and accumulating merit while you have a chance. You know, we have this... uh, list of people who've died, we pray for them, and so forth. Like, we can look around, everybody, look around, everybody here, everybody look at each other, and look at every person. I can't see Dylan, trying to look, okay, there you are. One of, one of these people that you're looking at will die first amongst this group. And then the next one will die amongst our, just this small group. 
and then the next one will die, and then none of us will be here. You can't say that that's uh, not true. Contemplate that. As all of our names will turn up on that prayer list. And when is absolutely, absolutely, totally uncertain. There's no order whose oldest goes first. There's no order. It's the three, Jamgun Kontro, Shinzi Wangpo, and Chokchur Lingpa, the three great, greatest tertons of the our lineage in the 19th century. Uh, one, Chokcha Lingpa, lived, uh, they had a horse race, you know, and they, three of them, their compass, the three of them did a horse race to see who would die first. And Chokcha uh, Lingpa won. And then came Chen Si Wangpo, then came Jemu Kontro. And that's what, that's what happened, you know. Chocha uh, Lingpa, I don't know how, maybe 41, something like that, 41. Figure, he produced like what, 18 volumes of re revelations. And then Chen Si Wangpo died later. And Jemu Kontro, I think he lived to 86, something like that. For Tibetan, it's extraordinary. This uh, Minjur Dorje, uh, Tertum Minjur Dorje, who part of this, this short Amitabha Pure Land prayer we do, Emaho, he revealed uh, volumes of termas. Uh, I think he died while he was still a teenager. This one he revealed when he was uh, 14, I think. Yeah. And that's that's the enlightened mind stream. Like I say, what was it about uh, Chen Si Wangpo? He, it's like he walked through, when he died, it was like he left one room and went into the other room as somebody else. I think the Sakyatridzen said, oh, it's like a Chen Si Wangpo, he walked through the living room, and when he got into the dining room, he was Chen Chen Si Chuji Lodro. Flow. Smooth flow, like that. So this is what human beings do. You know? it's, just, it's just the activity of people who are fortunate to have a human birth. Uh, so we should aspire to be able to do that as a way of benefiting beings. It's not 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 just you know to have a good good practice and good experience and good uh, sangha activities and and 
trying to be kind, those are all good things, but the real point is to wake up to our true nature, to really attain uh, enlightenment. So that may seem like it's a far-off goal, but it's the only thing that's actually possible in this life, in any life. So uh, it doesn't matter how far off it is. There's nothing else that we can accomplish except that. Everything else that we accomplish is impermanent. So what's impermanent? You know, it, it only has a meaning for a, a, a certain period of time. Like even having a good mood, having a bad mood, we make a big deal out of being in a bad mood, we make a big deal to ourselves about being in a good mood, but uh, that's, that doesn't, that's not any, uh, we shouldn't put value on either one of those things. Well, we have, we're in a bad mood, we're in a good mood, we shouldn't lose sight of what's really accomplishable, what our goal really is in the midst of our moods. We'll have moods, even as bodhisattvas, we'll have moods. But they can't become an obstacle to our path to attain enlightenment. That's just who we are. Like, oh, I, uh, we only have two arms. We can't do all the things we want to do. If we had uh, 16 arms of various lengths, you know, some of them maybe like a block long, you know, 100 feet long arms, and then each one like in grades of 10, 10 feet less. And if we could have, you know, all thousand arms, all different lengths, you know, and uh, heads like a Chenrezi, many heads going in all different directions, then we could accomplish a lot in this world, you know. Uh, but we still couldn't attain enlightenment. You know? So we can't uh, get too bogged down in our ordinary concepts about what we can and can't do. Like Rinpoche talked to this yak, you know, the yaks, they eat the grass, but their eyes are way up on their head, you know, like cows and horses and things. And their, their eyes are looking not where they're eating. They're not looking at where they're eating. They're looking at the next, they're looking ahead. And that's the way we should practice Dharma, do, do our Dharma in a, in a wholehearted, 100% kind of mindful way as we can, um, but always thinking that it's, it's a, we're involved in a movement towards awakening when we practice. You know, it's sort of a, a will force at work. Our will is, is driving us forward as we employ mindfulness in all its varieties. So that's what we 
that's kind of a thing to discover in how you practice, is this force. Okay. This podcast is supported by the generosity and kindness of Chagdagumpa members and donors. If you're interested in becoming a member, making a donation, or if you want to learn more about Chagdagumpa, feel free to go to chagdagumpa.org.